Hey there, friends. He Said, He Said is brought to you by Bar Sue, your friendly, slightly divey neighborhood cocktail bar located at 1407 14th Avenue in Seattle. So next time you're on the hill with your girlfriends and you're a little thirsty, stop by Bar Sue and get a drink. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Now let's get this show started. God, bitch, make sure you have your water by your side. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because the way you'd be drinking. Excuse me? Did you fart? No, bitch, I didn't fart. I was you, about to say. The that world would have heard it if I farted. Oh, the world, oh my. <laughs> so nasty it. and so rude. It is so nasty and so rude that you're implying that I don't know how to handle my liquor. Well, sometimes the implications is the realizations uh, of life. Okay, that's okay, interesting. But, but who, who, okay, I'm glad you let us know who you are. Um, otherwise known as bitch. Um, and I'm Ray. And this is He Said. He Said, the podcast that makes you go, hmm. Okay. Here we are at another week. And before we get into this mess of everything, we just want to say thank you to Dev, our final guest of April. Uh, guest appearance. Um, yes. You got not one, but two episodes out of her. Yes. Uh, and let's just say it was one and two thirds of an episode. It was the least. absolute most. <laughs> um, and no, sure I think to, we should be thanking all of our guests. Yeah, we should actually yeah. thank all of them. But before we get to their Ray, we want to make sure you follow Dev on her Instagrams. Uh, Instagram. Oh, because ins- oh, there are multiple Instagrams. At Defining apparently. Dev um, for all things coming your way. Um, I'm really excited. And also, we just want to say thank you to all of our guests. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray, let's give you a quiz. Who were our guests this month? We had um, to start Ms. Casey oh, Carter. And then um, we had. Ooh, okay, ready? <laughs> Bitch, don't do that. We had Miss Casey Carter, and then we had Miss um, Ambra uh-huh. of the Ambra Life. Yes. Yes. Into the mic. Into the mic. Yes, ma'am. And and then, I mean, you've been doing this so long. You should be a pro. Oh, that's what she said. <laughs> and then we had Miss Peeps Piper. Yes. yes. And then we had Dev. It was a packed April child, yes. and it's about to be packed this yes. summertime because we is in these streets. <laughs> We just want to also remind you that we have bingo this month. Uh, it is the 29th of May yes. at Barsu here in Seattle. Be sure to come. Last time the jackpot was $259. You know you want that money. And you know you got your light bill and yes. it's due. Bitch. Whatever the bill is. Okay. Your, your cell phone <laughs> bill, bitch. The, the, the bars tab, bitch. <laughs> But it's really exciting, and we announced our one-year party last yes, week. Yes, that is also oh, super, super exciting. exciting. Yeah. Also at Bar Sue on I'm Cap so Hill on June 7th. It is going to be amazing. But yes, beyond amazing. Beyond amazing. 90s yes. and 2000s. Oh, yes. Stops the boss. And, Ray and, Jay, Ray and Jay will be there yeah. dipping and doing it. Yes. Uh, but, Ray, how was your week? Do it, do it, do it, do it. Um, My week was... Um, wait, how was my week? Let me think back. What did we do? Lots of planning for the pod. So, you know, the pod's really keeping us busy here lately. Mm-hmm. We'd be in these streets. <laughs> We'd be in the streets, like for real, like all over the streets. Yes. Um, so, I mean, it, it was, it was a pretty good week. Um, you know, we, I, I enjoy doing the little extra episode last week. I thought that that was cute. Mm-hmm. Little cute thing for, you know, our diehard listeners and people we really came 10, through. 10,000 yes, listens we last did. week too. Yes, that was a huge milestone. And we're not even at a year, y'all. Like that's. 
Yes. So amazing. Yes. We are we are almost at that year mark, but not quite yet. So that was actually a pretty good part of the week when we crossed that um, threshold. And again, having the, you know, one and two thirds episodes last week was a lot of fun. I'm sure that we'll be doing more of that in the future. Um, what else happened this week? Cinco de Mayo. I don't really care about Cinco de Mayo, but that happened. We did spend it with friends. That was a good time. Um, wait, we did something on Saturday, didn't we? Yeah. I'm waiting to see if you remember. Oh, shit. What did we do on Saturday? Oh, shit. No. Another friend. Yes. Um, who may be on the pod one of these days. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but we did karaoke. Yeah. Because karaoke is like one of my favorite pastimes. So it was really nice to be able to do karaoke over the weekend, even though there were uh, um, quite a few songs that were done that we didn't necessarily recognize, or at least I didn't recognize them at first. I mean, they the were in commercials. Yeah, so like once the chorus came up, then I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah!" I, I was that in a song. Geico commercial or some shit. <laughs> it was a Jaguar commercial. Jaguar commercial. But no, all in all, the week was good. How was your week? You know, Friday was probably the highlight of my week last week. I sat on the sofa and decided to partake in the legality of marijuana. Oh, your business. Uh, It is fine. It is my business. It is. It is is. is your business. Usually you put my business out there. It's about time you put your own business out there. I just want to say the reason why it was hilarious. It was the best time because Uh I was just laughing. How do you know? I was Do you just, remember? I remember. Okay. Bitch, I was on a blackout. Damn. Okay. It's only edible. Jesus. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but I just remember laughing and you and, and Max, our dog, were looking at me like, what the fuck are you laughing at? It was it was just what I needed to wind down mm, from fun a times very, busy, you. very busy week. Fun times. Yeah. Child, I just feel like my life is just everywhere right now. and I'm, mm. I'm playing catch up on myself, bitch. Uh, okay. I'm all, I'm all up in the mustard. I mean, there's nothing wrong with playing with yourself when you, you know. You know what? That is the, an absolute When the mood mess. hits you. That is an absolute <laughs> mess. Also, last week, what happened last week that we, let's just get into this um, filtered unbothered child. Oh, I mean, that was all about your week? Yeah, that was that was my week, bitch. And every, you said everything else. Okay, that's fine. Okay. All right, so first topic in unfiltered and unbothered which um i don't know for some reason to me i'm like this feels like it happened so long ago i forgot a lot but we have to talk about the billboard awards i believe it aired was that last monday it was like last wednesday no it had to be yeah it has to be after we it was last wednesday so it was last wednesday but it feels like it was like two weeks ago even though it hasn't even been a week yet um but you uh, have so much energy this evening i don't know if it's because you had coffee Is this different? Do I sound different? Yes. I mean, I don't even have (laughs) headphones on. I'm like, this motherfucker is speed talking. (laughs) Don't be rude. All right. Anyway, so um, the talk of the night, I guess really the biggest talk of the night would have to be Taylor Swift's um, opening performance of her new single, Me. I say that. I say it that way because there's an exclamation point. So Mm -hmm. me, um, which is an abysmal song. It's terrible. I did not. I don't like to stream Taylor Swift music because I'm not a fan. Um, So I didn't. But I did get to hear the song when she performed it on a show. Um, And the comparisons to Beachella were swift and merciless. So she she came onto the stage in this fringe outfit, a whole Caucasian, and and she kind of hit. She kind of hit the stance with like the one hand on the hip, kind of like B did in Beachella in the beginning. She had her little marching band, um, which was uh, more like um, the Nutcracker than it was um, Beachella. Um, and it's just really interesting because, of course. The Beehive went in and let have. And Not even just the Beehive, though. <laughs> that's true. Press. It was. It was. It, yeah, it was press. Um, lots of people accusing um, Taylor of um, swagger, Jack and Beyonce. 
Um, you know, and I mean, full disclosure, Beyonce has even been accused many times of swagger jacking other yeah. artists. I just think the, this whole Taylor Swift thing was, you know, I believe ultimately it was for exactly what she got press. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I have to agree with that because they had to know that this was going to happen. I mean, they're not living under a rock. Right. But, and but, and someone made the point. I don't remember who it was, but they were like, yeah, because Beachella, like not Beachella, but Homecoming just happened. Yeah. And ultimately, from what I gathered through the Twitter sphere, this the marching band and those Caucasian women with the colored briefcases, they, those they were in the video with her. They were. So they just did things from the video right. on stage. So it wasn't like it was creative. It's just, I think, it, what what struck a lot of people was the visual. Uh, also, I just want to say that it didn't feel cohesive. Mm-hmm. Like, what does a marching band have to do with these white bitches with colorful brief Well, I feel like the video probably then, is not cohesive. And then what the light posts and But, you know, she does things. And she and does, then, like, the Easter eggs. And then so you're like, sitting on top of the... Um, of an umbrella, I don't even know, girl. But there's usually like some type of a meaning allegedly in her in her videos, which again, don't usually watch. The last video of hers I watched was the one where she was twerking on the car hood or uh, doing yeah, splits on the, the car hood. Of our, um, <laughs> that episode. was a long time ago, and I have not watched a video since, and I refuse to watch any. I of just them. feel like Taylor Swift is pancakes with no flour. Are you going to say dry again? Just dry. You're just calling everything. You just have so many different ways to or say no, dry. Pancakes with no flour. With no flour. How does a pancake come bitch. out? <laughs> no I had to think about that. Just runny. <laughs> oh, bitch. That's nasty. I just feel like she, I don't know. I just feel like Taylor Swift, I feel like she really is, I feel like she is so thirsty for any sort of press and you know, we want to realize that she she be dating in these streets and then an album comes out and she's talking about it. And I don't know who she was dating because I don't really pay attention to her. But she was at these Billboard Awards child dancing in front. And Ray was all like, well, you know, I have to appreciate someone that appreciates music. I said, no, she appreciates the camera. <laughs> but I so I don't. She wasn't singing the words. <laughs> actually most of the time she was uh the chorus and so that's the thing where it's like you know i like music i like all different kinds of music so i do appreciate that when there's like a music artist who appreciates other artists work um but i think that you are not 100 percent wrong um but i, know, I think it's a common 100 right no, 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 no i would not say you're 100 percent right <laughs> you i would say it, it's a con like both things Ooh, can be true to the doctor bitch. oh shit doctor <laughs> I'm not going to say your government, um, but um, I would say that both of those things can be true. So it's like, you know, just because she is an attention whore doesn't mean that she doesn't also love music. Not a whore, So it, the funny thing to Ooh, me, the ha ha ha. Come so on. first of all, I love my people. OK, I just What's the ha-ha-ha? I love my people. Black people um, just can be so funny. They and black Twitter is just like sometimes it could just make your day, bitch. It can turn your frown all the way upside down mm, because mm. the memes and the gifs. They said Mayo Bitch, Mayo Chella. Tell Swift presents No One's Coming. I was just like. <laughs> child, it was like Popeyes and KFC, child. I said, okay, so first you of choose. all, I said, first of all, that's not true because if Taylor Swift actually headlined um, um, Coachella. 
A lot of she folks. Would never. It would be a huge boon and a huge moment for a certain subset of melanin deficient people. Mm, you know about that, shady. And I mean, you know, it will be a moment for some people, just not for the same audience that um, Beachella was a moment for. Which Beachella, I, I feel like, was more universal. I don't know the message she's trying to say with these motherfucking Easter egg Bitch, colors. Neither do I. Neither do I. And like the Easter is done. Well, the crazy thing in my mind, because I'm a chart watcher, and when I say chart, like the Billboard music charts. Her song debuted like the first week. It was number 100 because Ooh, it was only bitch. out for three days. And, and it, it was, was not about 100. Right. And it was all airplay because the chart for airplay for the radio and a chart for streaming are not in sync, which I think is stupid. They're Ooh, on a bye, different bye, schedule. Bye. <laughs> so she only got three days of airplay. Put her at 100. Okay. This week she jumped up to number two two mm. not number one Whoa. and guess who blocked her from being number one Lil Nas X with oh. old country Road. well good for him and, and good for her at least she jumping something cause she yes. ain't jumping she ain't got me jumping but moving on to the rest of what happened will be short will be succinct mm. Um, mm. so Kelly did her opening thing Kelly ooh, as in ooh. Clarkson Um, it wasn't as good as last year not at all it was a little painful for me i don't know how you felt i just about was it. like i wasn't paying i fell asleep <laughs> full disclosure bitch i fell asleep you did that's true. right on the sofa when that madonna mdxm whatever her oh name is shit now, no bitch we'll get to that um so kelly's opening was just okay sierra lip-synced for her life um the jonas brothers um they came out and performed i like their song sucker i think we talked about it here previous mm-hmm. weeks um, you know, that one brother, he had to dust himself off. Ooh, um, not and, apparent, off. and apparently you and I were confused because I'm like, what they did was Nick came out first. Uh-huh. He sang his little jealous. Jealous. That song. Nick's my favorite. Um, okay. So Nick <laughs> comes out first mm-hmm. and he sings his song. And then um, Joe, the formerly hottest Jonas. I don't brother. know. They all yeah. look the same. The one that I swear, I always swore he was gay. Um, then he was the really pretty one. He comes out, he sings a DNC song. And then we were like, okay, so what does the other one do? The other one was playing guitar. He said, <laughs> apparently he does says, drumming my with his sing fingers. That's what he was doing. Child. Apparently he doesn't sing. I was like, that's awkward. Well, I'm like, dude, daddy, do, but he can't do that or something. He can't be a doo-wop, doo-wop girl. Apparently not because he didn't even have a microphone once they all actually started singing and performing mm. together as the Jonas He could at least do what Ciara did and lip sync for his life. <laughs> And then, okay, so what else? Highlight. Khalid came out and uh, he that did. Just, did he do talk? He did talk. I don't know. That, Khalid is just not what I need in my life. I had, I had, I was rooting for him and <laughs> then he released 511 songs and then this performance was 511 Dry and then I was just like, next. And then speaking of Dry, Ariana Grande. But no, 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 wait. So going back to Khalid, the thing I noticed about him, which I didn't realize before because I don't pay much attention when he's performing because I don't think he sounds good. But he does a Mariah thing where he pretty much just walks across the stage singing uh-huh. while dancers dance around him. Yeah, so I thought that Chantus. was... Oh, shit. I thought that that was really interesting. But I'm sorry. Go on. Ariana. Ariana Grande came out. Well, not came out. She was she was in somebody's yeah. T-Mobile. Whatever. Yeah, she was actually on, t- on her tour. Uh, I don't, she was in Vancouver. Yes. If my memory serves Bitch, me. they used to say via satellite. They don't say that shit anymore. No, now it's via her <laughs> tour, bitch. Okay. Via the cameras that they have and in the arena. And she sang Thank You Now. Next, and I sang that at karaoke on Saturday. Is that it's what she sang? Are you sure she's no? She, she sang, sang Seven that? Rings. She didn't sing that. No, 
She no, sang, that's what I said to her performance, bitch. Uh, Thank she you. She sang one of the songs Next. that that is something. I don't um, know her. I don't know. I don't know. Ariana Grande. I just Seven Rings. Like, Maybe she sang Seven Rings. Child, she, she did remember you like that's what she wanted to sing on the Grammys. Oh yeah, now yeah. I remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was it was snoozeworthy. <laughs> this whole Billboard Awards was snoozeworthy. It was so snoozeworthy. Like I said, I fell asleep. <laughs> but wait, Madonna. So getting back to Madonna. So anyone who she was dancing with motherfucking Looney Tunes and shit. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> she was not dancing with Looney Tunes. She was dancing with holographic representations of herself I guess. that then would turn into rose petals. I guess this and, just sounds. Is she gonna do this right in the in those motherfucking in those motherfucking the theaters, theaters that, that she's, she's about to do. <laughs> she about to take this performance uh, on the screen. And she performed with Maluma. Screen. Maluma is a, is a very um, big Latin. Well, hopefully she gets something out artist. of this. Maybe get she gets some dick out of it or something because oh, she shit. ain't getting a hit. Oh my gosh! Um, but Madame X is this new persona that she's adopting for this particular era oh, because so you know Madonna was one of the first oh, artists. God, let's give. Let's give credit where credit is due. Madonna was one of the first artists to really perfect this whole um, concept of having different eras for each mm. album that she released. She just haven't. She hasn't reached the era of social security. <laughs> how, how old is Madonna? Like sixty. I need to know. No, I don't think she's sixty yet. I think she might be in her like late. Well, really who knows, late 50s. Child. All I know is the performance was geriatric. I mean, for me, I just I watched and then I sat there and the thought that went through my head was, "What the fuck? Like, what did I just watch? Like, I don't even know what that was." So you know, Madonna, die hard Madonna fans, I'm sure will love it. Um, I don't I th- know why, because it's like she <laughs> because, sings. Because they are diehard fans. Well, she need to go to the doctor because she look like she about to die hard. Mm-mm. Bitch. Mm-mm. Don't be rude. And I'm, then I'm just saying. I think we'll end talking about the Billboard Awards with the amazing, um, and I'm gonna say it, the amazing Ms. Paula Abdul. Child, you okay, was in bitch? these streets. The I was day in singing, these streets. You was singing it like bitch. you were Paula, bitch. Not I came the in the dining room and you was in here doing choreography. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Bitch, the night of, I was getting my entire life when she was singing her songs, when. bitch, because... Oh, when she was singing the songs on the TV? Yes. Oh, okay, I okay. think what people don't, uh, people of a certain age don't realize is that for a while there, Paula Abdul was the hottest fucking thing going. Like, she had, I don't know how many, like, number one hits she had in a row. It was a lot. I don't know how many top ten hits she had in a row, but it was also a lot. And it was right in that kind of like really late 80s and like really early 90s well, the period. The bitches that be, they don't be listening to her like that because they're they, not from that era. They, they don't. But the thing is, it's one of those, um, she's one of those artists where it's like, get a bitch her flowers now, please. Because she did do a little something when she did it. And I just have to say that um, the memes and the gifs. I thought of she her, was older though than she is. So did I. I did think because she's in her like fifty six. I think we. Yeah, I thought up. she was like sixty six. But shit. bitch, when she did her little um, Michael Jackson Moonwalker video game move and threw her oh, hat at Julianne Huff, bitch. <laughs> yes. almost took her damn head off. Well, you know what? But it was good, and I'm here for it. And we are going to see Paula for her um, oh, little I, I residency be, that okay. she's gonna have in the fall in Vegas. You don't know yet, but you're going. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, let me know where the coins is coming from, and then we'll go. (laughs) Our bank account, bitch. Uh, Okay. So, speaking (laughs) of surrendering um, our coins, Rami Ma decided to surrender to the police to assault charges. If you don't know Rami Ma, her name is Reminis. Reminis? I'm sorry, what? Reminis. Spell that. R-E-M-I. Wait, I'm going to write it down. R-E-M-I-N-I-S. 
C-E. That's reminisce, bitch. Like, That's like, what I said. Reminisce. reminisce. Like, like Mary J. Blige reminisce. And her last name is Mackie. I'm sorry. Um, she turned herself into the police, but her publicist, Ernest Dukes. <laughs> yes, Ernest. <laughs> Remy Ma's real name is Reminisce. Reminisce on the love <laughs> she had. Yes. Oh, Lord. He, Ernest released a statement mm-hmm. regarding the alleged uh, incident involving the 38-year-old rapper. And Bitch, how old is Ernest? Nobody names their kids Ernest Child, anymore. Well, the 38-year-old rapper, <laughs> Remy Ma, was in April allegedly in some sort of altercation with Brittany Taylor, who I don't know that bitch from three olives in a can of juice. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Ernest was like, listen, there is no credible evidence to this co- to co- cooperate with Taylor's story. Uh, furthermore, uh, he said his client was scheduled to attend a cancer benefit concert in New York at Irving Plaza, where the alleged incident took place, and Taylor was not invited to the said event. As such, Dukes has stated that this is a baseless case, and Taylor is attempting to money grab. Also, caveat here a little a little moment. Remy only had approximately 85 days left on her supervised parole. So the news of her violating her parole um, definitely is not pretty because it could take her back to jail. But her lawyer, Dawn, okay, she got everybody, child. Dawn said (laughs) she got security cameras at her home that shows that Remy was at her house at 930, not at the location of the alleged assault, Brittany Taylor says. So long story short, Remy is in these streets allegedly punching Taylor in the face. Taylor is in these. Brittany Taylor. I was about to say, but you buried the lead. She she and he's taking pictures on the. Um, you know what, bitch? I'm about to bury your lead. (laughs) Um, Brittany Taylor posted a picture on her Instagram and said that Remy Ma did it, and it just all feels very um. Just like if definitely feels like a stretch, like they're doing something for TV. Like, is this show back? I don't know. I mean, first of all, Brittany Taylor. Uh, <laughs> do you know her? I, I don't. I don't know her. <laughs> like much Good like job. Mariah Carey, <laughs> I do not know her. Um, because we like some oh, reality TV, but we do not watch that. Speaking of the, I don't know her. Have you been watching the video with Katy Perry in the bathroom? dressed up like a burger and j-lo comes out that's all no. and the person recording is like hey j-lo and she's like hey and she walks right past katie perry doesn't even say hi j-lo does uh-huh i'm gonna show you when we get <laughs> off here i said bitch she don't know her Wait. okay that sounds hilarious please show me it when this is over um but is so enter black twitter yet again you know black twitter is the goat you got like, all seriously. the notes bitch i don't know if black- you got all the notes or it's just <laughs> the way you printed it okay so i'm on my mom i'm fine again this week and that's fine grandma. and it's none of anyone's business my mom is grandma okay not for some people okay well it is ground here okay um but <laughs> it's just so <laughs> the gif i guess that i saw was and i don't even know what it's from but it was someone who was like getting out of a car and they put their bags down and they looked up like they're really happy to be where they were and they were like yeah, yeah remy ma you know welcome this, back oh, to prison oh. i'm like bitch that is so fucking rude remy <laughs> like, ain't going so to prison rude. not if her lawyer is out in these streets and then they got um comcast home um cameras around the house taking pictures and videos of what they doing well the other thing was that they were saying that britney first like of Remy all Ma probably still lives in like you know regular smeggler she um, doesn't that's a lie 
Um, but but Brittany should um, I go to Seven Eleven for dinner and shit? They were saying that sh- that she actually lawyered up uh, with a civil attorney. So civil as in when you sue for money, which oh, Ashley. I mean, what's her name? Taylor Brittany, did Brittany. Oh, Brittany, Brittany Taylor. Brittany Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Her last name's Taylor. So she apparently lawyered up with a civil attorney. Oh, she trying and to get, she trying to um, secure the bag. Remy's lawyer was like, "Yeah, that it's obvious that what she's really out for is money." To your point, she that they also said that um, Remy has proof that she was actually at home when this incident occurred. And then also the other thing they were saying is that apparently there was some type of surveillance vi- video footage at the actual venue where they're saying that this event occurred. And um, Remy's lawyers are saying that there's nothing that shows that this ever actually happened. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Of course, um, Remy was able to post her little bail. I think it was like $1,500. Try those $1,500. I can, <laughs> she probably said, Papoose, go to 7-Eleven, pick me up some chicken no. nuggets Mm-mm. and a Slurpee no. and $1,500 from the ATM. I'll meet you out front. Oh my gosh. Anyway, speaking of posting bail, Empire. The segue was gay, bitch. Empire slash Jesse Smollett update. So, we were wondering if Empire was going to be renewed. It has been renewed. I mean, I wasn't wondering. I really don't care. It's been renewed for a sixth season at Fox, um, which, sidebar, because we've watched Empire from the beginning. And I honestly, personally can say that I think that it needs to be done. It could have been done last season. It could have been done probably like two seasons ago. No, or four like seasons would have been cute. The season, like not this season, but the previous season. Yeah, that's season four. Was that the season when season we did the misery thing with Demi Moore? Yeah, like that. I, at that point, I was like, you know what? That this was... show has jumped the shark. If you don't know what jumped the shark is, please Google it. It's it's on the internet. Oh, I just this this show is just snooze worthy. It days. really is. So, so we got seven <laughs> episodes in the DVR, and I'm fitting to erase them all. So this show, um, or either the show or the network, they said by mutual agreement, the studio has negotiated an extension to Jesse Smollett's option for season six. But this time, there are no plans for the character of Jamal to return to Empire. Apparently, his last episode, he was married to the, um, the English guy. Maybe they like said they went away or something. Probably. On their honeymoon, Because we didn't watch. They never came back. So <laughs> they went on a honeymoon and never came back. That's uh-huh. so fucking shit. I just, this, the show just got dry. <laughs> the music got stale. Um, I feel like where Empire lost me, Star has picked me up. Oh, I agree. Star is still like a guilty pleasure. For like me. for me, I feel like that. Like Star, yeah. at first I was like, "This is corny as fuck." And then no, I was Star like, is still really like, I was like soapy. This shit is soapy, but it's good. The music's good, right? Bitch. Um, they got all the good people. Ooh, fill you up, QLC. and they keep the storylines fresh. I feel like on some Star. episodes they be like, "This is all happening in one episode." It shit. is a lot. I mean, shit. Queen Latifah's two pays are enough, okay? But Empire <laughs> be it lost me. I feel like it. All of its excitement just it fizzled. I yeah. feel like four seasons would have been fine. Um, and I hate hope, to, and I even hate that we're saying this just because I like so many people who were involved. Just because we like the people know? that are no, that's involved true. That's mean true. We have to like what right, and doing. that doesn't mean that that isn't true. You know, because like, Lee, Lee Daniels, Daniels, okay, it's fine. Taraji, you, you and East Street's fine. The next little twelve-year-old, I mean, not twelve-year-old, twenty-year-old brown boy I was about to say bitch, to be dipping and doing with. Don't go there. Don't uh, go and there. Then, you know, I allegedly, I allegedly hit that allegedly button, bitch. No, they're they're, they're usually twenty years old, bitch. Mm -hmm, Allegedly, Um, and you know, I ultimately, you know, I I I enjoyed Taraji. 
Um, I like um, what's her name? Gab Gab Gabby. Yes, there's like, a there's lot of people. people we like, but it's just there's like the, the show just got real corny and yeah. like, ugh. Just. Well, Smollett's people are talking, and um, the statement that his camp released was: "We've been told that Jesse will not be on Empire in the beginning of the season, but he appreciates they have extended his contract to keep Jamal's future open." So, going back what to does the that mean? going back to the statement from the studio. When they say that they've, um, you know, extended or exercised his option, what that means is that essentially he's still on contract. So what the industry is saying is that more than likely they're still going to continue to pay him, even though he's not actually going to be doing any filming. But then he can't like freelance like like he is. he. I don't know. I don't know. But my guess would be that he can't enter into any other contracts because he's got to be ready if they say, yes, Jamal's going to be coming back this week. Well, you know, I, I feel as though it has this is, is going to be its final season. Um, the final season of the show. Mm-hmm. Season it six. Um, and Jamal or Jesse Smollett, you you just need to lay low. <laughs> you um, better lay low. You need to go home and you need to write a memoir. I don't even know where home is. For him. Um, And you need to just like go on an island, bitch, and just stay there for a good six months. <laughs> Paparazzi ain't gonna be there. You can get a, you can get your shade brown back, and you know. Did you say a, shade brown? Because mm-hmm, get know, you, your shade brown back. Because you know sometimes when people that are of color when they don't go in the sun a lot they get real real fair. So he oh. can get brown. I mean, I get fair to a certain extent. But you know, speaking of fair, bitch, your good good girlfriend <laughs> Joe Jonas got oh, married. Oh, that's my old good good girlfriend. Nick, uh, he Nick got married to this Joe white girl. Mark. I didn't know who the fuck this bitch was. Uh-huh. Sophie Turner. Uh, they had a shotgun wedding after the Billboard Awards. They went to the church, the chapel, bitch, and hell. In hindsight, bitch, I am here for it. Weddings are. Wait, not I'm sorry. Too- did you say the chapel in hell? No, I said in hell. Like ooh, oh. in hell, bitch. Like oh, okay, that. I was confused. Go on. So Joe is from the group, um, the Jonas Brothers. He also was from <laughs> DNC or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. Um, but Sophie, I had to Google this bitch. She is known professionally oh as God. Sophie Turner. She on that show, the Game Bitch, of Thrones. She is Sansa Stark, and she also okay, is twenty so fucking three. Most of you will know who we're talking about. She, she is, is twenty three. She look. Google this bitch. She don't look twenty three. How old does she look? She look like thirty two. Oh shit! I was like, <laughs> they got the numbers wrong. They got that Mariah Carey Wikipedia. It should say twenty three or thirty two. Our sources defer differently. They cute. They got married, and then, like I said, in hindsight, I am here for it because okay. weddings are not cheap. And you know, bitch, we would have been. I, we should have ran to the chapel and got married and not had nothing. Okay. So, what are your thoughts about this? I mean, one of the main reasons we're even talking about this is because I kept forgetting that Joe and Sophie were an item, and I mean, it it kind of takes on an actual relevance because. Of the popularity of Game of Thrones, even though Jay doesn't watch. You're missing I sure out. don't, bitch. That's I ain't fine. watching nobody's games That's and fine. nobody's thrones. That's fine. You're missing out. That's and, fine. And it's the last okay. season and I'll be missed. Yes, bitch. That's fine. Like Casey Carter said, bitch, Jomo, you have you have a joy of missing out on one of the greatest television shows in history. Mm, it's fine. Um, but they actually But if it's a joy, then let me let me be joyful, joyful. I am joyful, okay. joyful, Lord. We adore thee. Yes, go ahead, bitch. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> oh, apparently no. they had their 
their little chapel um, ceremony after the Billboard Awards. They went to the drive-thru. <laughs> they did not go through the drive-thru. They were indoors. I saw a video. <laughs> the drive-thru had to say indoors, too. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. What do you mean the drive-thru has the indoors? The drive-thru chapel. You can go inside, too. <laughs> like at McDonald's, okay. you can okay. go inside or you, you can get the drive-thru. You can. No, that, that is it's absolutely true. The wine has you, you know, thinking outside the box, clearly. Yeah. Um, but uh, Nick and Kevin, the brothers, served as groomsmen and an Elvis impersonator officiated the ceremony um, as famous pals, including Diplo and Khalid were actually onlookers. Um, so I think it's cute. Did Khalid release a single? It probably. Oh, what's I mean, it called? They married and I'm if, not? If he didn't, that's a wasted opportunity for him. You know, he likes to release singles at the drop of a damn hat. Um, child, Sophie likes to release her age, her fake no, age at the it. drop of a Wikipedia. Stop it. She's young. She looks young. Okay, I'm going to Google it <laughs> and I'm going to show you. I know what like she looks like. A, I see she, her every week. Okay. She looks like she had cake by the ocean. <laughs> Anyway, so um, they had to get married. The The report is that they had to get married in the States to make it legal. Was she pregnant? But that they are still planning on having a wedding in Europe. And funny, funny aside, the couple started dating in November 2016 after Joe slid into Turner's Instagram direct messages following suggestions from mutual friends that they should meet. Mm-mm. Isn't that See, quaint? See, celebrities. Is just- it quaint, though? I don't usually like the DMs, but I mean, I guess sometimes good things go on in there. You know what? It, 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 all <laughs> things happen for good reason. They really do. And speaking of good things happening for a good reason, Blackish, which is one of our absolute favorite TV shows. Jennifer Lewis is, is my favorite person on the planet. I mean, that was, I don't think that surprises anyone. Why? The sassy black woman obviously is going to be someone that you gravitate toward. That's and really I won't say why. Okay. So, <laughs> ABC. You think that's funny? I think. You don't know me, honey. I didn't say it was funny, but it certainly Listen, is Listen, I will serve DMX in these streets. You uh, will? Rah, rah. Oh, wait. Does that mean you're going to preach like he did at Sunday service at Coachella? No. Okay. People were confused. <laughs> Just like I am, bitch. What does that have to do with everything? <laughs> We're having a conversation. That's what oh happens. My God, your energy is on three thousand. Tang- tangents happen during good conversations. Mm-hmm. It's just it's natural. Just because okay. you in this in this studio wearing a spaghetti strap shirt, <laughs> <laughs> I swear you are like have so much energy right now. <laughs> Wait. Anyway, so what I'm actually wearing is a tank top. Which I guess is like the male equivalent, you know, traditional heteronormative male equivalent of a spaghetti. I hate your guts. Uh-huh, anyway, welcome. getting back on track and on topic. Spaghetti strap realness. <laughs> Blackish, which is a great show. Anthony Anderson, um, Tracy Ellis Ross, um, uh, lots of other people, Lawrence Fishburne. Um, it is actually spawning yet another spinoff. It already has Grownish. Um, to its credit, and, and now this is Blackish six season. Yes, that's been renewed for for season. This six. is a show that needs more seasons. It does. It's a great show. Um, I mean, it's not quite as good as it was in like those no, first few seasons because they were tackling some issues and explaining some things that were very fascinating, at least to me. Um, but it's still good. It's still good, and it definitely deserves you a path to? forward. I'm not waving. I'm just. Uh-oh. You know I use my hands when You're I talk. You're expressive. I am really in like a different space today. I don't know why. I don't know either. 
<laughs> All right. Anyway, a little nervous. So, so um, the second spinoff is going to be called Mixed Dish. So um, this I, is, I feel like they should have workshopped the, the yeah, title. I, I agree, but I felt the same thing about Blackish. Well, and I actually read. I read an article about this, and it was really interesting because you know I'd be reading things. Okay. Oh, I didn't um, know that. What and, you be reading? And the article was saying how networks right now are searching for spinoffs um, because it's cheaper. Cheaper because they can they don't have to do as much marketing because it already has a built-in audience. So I, we don't watch the Goldbergs anymore, but we used to. Yeah, it's, it's they have really a funny. spinoff, uh, and it's the daughter. Uh, I think she's a teacher now in the nineties. Yeah, because because Goldbergs was in the eighties. Yeah. Um. So there's that spinoff. So that's just a, the Caucasian version of this example. Um, but blackish. But there's a ton of spinoffs. Yeah. There is, and I think what what I, this article was saying was that like networks are looking to save money but still create revenue. So with the success of Grownish, they've decided to do another. Um, and they did a temp check about this. Oh, you might have remember. You might remember this on social media, like maybe two months ago, four months ago, around the idea, and there was a lot of excitement around it. But the show itself is going to be featured, is going to be about Rainbow, who was Tracy Ellis Ross and her experience growing up as a mixed, in a mixed race family in 1980s. The log, the log line is Bo's parents, Paul and Alicia, decided to move from a hippie um, suburb, um, from a hippie um, commune to a suburb to better provide for their children. They navigate the travels of life and Bo and her siblings go to school and have to figure out if they're black or if they're white, who they are, all of that. The series, the casting for the series, I was a little like, I scratched my head on. Because you know the about Rainbow's mom, right? Mm-hmm. I forget her name, but she's like fair-skinned. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the younger version of her is Tika Sumter. That can't be right. Well, that's who was casted. No, it can't be right. There has to be, that. she has to be playing someone else. Well, um, Tika Sumter is the most beautiful deep shade of brown, and the she woman, played she played Michelle Obama. That's fine. Michelle Obama's brown. Yeah, that's not, that's my point. Bitch. That woman, that woman who is Rainbow's mom is not brown. It's fair. She looks biracial. But what's interesting is you and I were talking about this, Ray, about is Kenya Barris involved, and they are. Yeah, he's um, both our producer, writers and yeah. executive producers, along with Tracy Ellis Ross. Well, he's probably not really involved. Um, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, Anthony Anderson. The series is going to be produced by ABC. So, like we said, it will sit on one of the ABC, you know, outlets. No, it's going to be on ABC. Oh, interesting. And the crazy thing, and no, not not so much crazy, but like the great thing about it is that um, this was actually the first series for the 19 to 2019-2020 season that's been actually picked up to series. And this is actually really early for that to happen because we're still in May. Like, this season is not even actually over yet. Well, it's because, it is because, like I said, Right, it has name recognition. Name recognition. And they're building this franchise. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know if it will be You don't know how you feel about what? As with the show, the concept, I don't know if it will be funny. Explain what you mean. I'm trying to, bitch, but you keep uh, interrupting me. No, but I feel like you were going to move on. I need you to explain why you feel that way. 
Can I I'm sorry. Finish? I want you to explain why you. Feel okay, that good. Way. What I need from you is to be quiet. <laughs> so look at me using my tools. Um, you know, I, I, I'm it's interested. not want is what you need. That's what I said. Did you? Yes. Okay, I have to listen to that back. So I said what I need of you. I said what I want of you. <laughs> oh, exactly, bitch. You're right, bitch. Mm-hmm. You're right. I know. I got you're good right. ears, bitch. I got real good hearing, it's bitch. Because you on motherfucking, I don't know what you're on tonight, bitch. It's the most. <laughs> you know, I want don't this. Don't you imply that this, I'm on drugs? I want bitch. this show to be good. I do because I want. I you know I, I'm rooting for everyone black. But however, comma, I I don't know if I need another ish show. Like I don't know. I, I need. I'm I'm going into this optimistic. Uh, I want to see the pilot. Okay. That's I mean, that, that's totally fair. Um, I actually have a slightly different view because I think that re- at first I, I had probably the same reaction that you had where I'm like, oh, I don't know how this, how that is. And I'm like, then I thought about how I felt about Blackish. Even the title of Blackish at first made me feel uncomfortable. And then when it actually debuted and we watched it, I was like, okay, this show is fucking great. Um, but with this idea, same thing where at first I was like mixed ish. I'm like, I mean, is mixed even still like, uh, um, you know, I mean, socially acceptable term, but I mean, is mixed really like a still socially acceptable? Well, bitch, I guess I'm, mixed. I'm not stirred. Oh, bitch. Anyway. So, <laughs> so I had that like knee jerk reaction, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought how interesting, because this is not a story that gets told. Mm-hmm. So, and let's be honest, the country as a whole is becoming more and more beige as more fluorescent beige, as more races mix. You know, this is one of the things that's really driving this um, fear in the old white community um, in the United States is this whole fear of becoming a minority. And it's just really interesting to think like, okay, now we'll have a sitcom that tells that biracial story because I don't know what that journey is like. You don't know what that journey is is like. You know, we hear stories all the time from people famous and not famous of how alienating it feels to be in between, to not feel like you're black enough for the black people or white enough for the white people and being in this space where it really does a number on your psyche. Mm -hmm. And it'll be very interesting to see that play out with kind of like a comedic. Yeah, exactly. And that brings us to our next story, which is your story. You know what I can tell you is that I can't believe the sun's still out. Oh my God. (laughs) Bitch, the sun is still out. Bitch, no one cares. Like how is the sun still out? These folks are listening to this at their leisure. It is, it is, it is past the sun's bedtime. It does not matter. Well, but again, Red Table Talk yes, is back, yes, yes. and it you know that is let's one start of my with the favorite show. And I'm, and I'm sorry, part. I don't know if this is in your notes, but let's start with the because they had a conversation on this particular Red Table Talk about being biracial. Okay, so thanks for. <laughs> I, I don't, the, you want to take a pitch? I didn't mean to hijack. Oh your story. my god, I feel like you are on fifty eleven right now. Like, <laughs> I didn't I mean to hijack you. your story. Drink some water, please. But, but wait, I feel I'm, like you are going to hit a wall. No, but I'm trying to make sure that. Okay, so we're what I'm going to say is Red Table is back. <laughs> Red Table Talk is back. Was this the first Aisha? episode? Oh my god, yes. Okay, it's back. I'm, like I'm going to shut up for now. the third time, bitch. God, I feel like look at your waves and see my waves, and when when, when have your your waves gone down? So Aisha Curry, um, she was on a red table talk with all all fifty eleven of the Currys, wives, mom, all of them. Talk about beige, bitch. And it was an interesting conversation, and something that really struck me. First of all, my research that Aisha 
is Jamaican Chinese, uh, Afro Jamaican Chinese. She's from Canada. Child, I didn't know that. But she is the daughter of John and Carol Alexander Ninchi. Bet she like the personification of gumbo. I was like, she got everybody in her life. But <laughs> there was conversation that was had around, you know, um, well, part of it, various women that were interviewed on the panel or table discussion um, were all married or linked to the Curry family in some way, shape, or form. Right, they're all they family. Wife, or right. they were the daughter of the mom. The matriarch, yeah. Whatever they are, right? So there was, and they're actually all married to basketball players, mm-hmm. even the mother, which yes. was very interesting. Literally. And they it's were weird. talking about how, like, how they have been, how they can be really great wives in an, ind- in an industry where that doesn't really, the husbands tend to be, you know, perceived as not the best because they're, they're traveling a lot, right? And there was even some discussions around that, but she, Aisha said something that really struck me that I was like, wow. And then she got, I went on Twitter and they were dragging her Uh and it was, she said something that really bothers me and honestly has given me a sense of, excuse me, a little bit of insecurity is the fact that, yeah, there are all these women's like women, like throwing themselves at at her husband, Steph. Uh She said, but for me, for the like last 10 years, I don't have any of that. I have zero. This sounds weird, but I'm like male attention. And then I begin to internalize it. And I'm like, is something wrong with me? So she was being drug on Twitter about her having a good man. Like, why is she looking for another man's attention? Because it's fucking human nature. That's why. You know, this, that, and the third. And I was like, that's interesting because I think we all struggle with this, right? We all want to be desired. And hello. And even if you are married or in a relationship or, you know, dating, like you want to feel desired. You still have a fucking pulse. Like you want to feel desired. Not that you're going to act on it, but you want to feel it. And it was just interesting to hear her say that. And then also for Jada to say that, like, you may not see it, but it's happening. Right. Your husband sees it. And it's fine that you don't see it. That means you are happy and you don't need, you don't Right, because you're not looking for that. But, like, it's happening. And it also was really interesting just hearing their each of their individual stories around being the wife of um, and having to build an identity. And, like, Aisha, like, apparently, not apparently, this isn't facts. The, Aisha and uh, her husband, what's his name? Steph. Stephen Curry. They met when they were 15 and 14 in so Charlotte. Young. And they've been together since. Like, that's, that's crazy. fucking crazy. That is crazy. She's 30 years old. Wow. Um, they have three kids. Uh, and from what she said is that he is like exactly how he is in the media is exactly how he is. She's, he, she said he's kind. He's He doesn't get angry, which pisses her off because she's a very emotional person. I can relate. Um, but it was a good it was a good little interview. I know you had a little judgmental moment and then you watched it when you were doing your research. I'm sorry. It. Excuse me. You know that I had a judgmental moment. Uh huh. Because you were like, you do? I don't want to watch. I told you about it. You're like, I don't want to watch people talk about basketball wives and shit. <laughs> I didn't say any of those things, but I may have said that like I'm not the hugest fan of the Currys in general. Like I don't really check for them or worry about what they're doing but you don't you know, have to or check what for them to be she's saying it. or what he's saying but i have to say that when i watched this i came away um with some really interesting thoughts about it 
The first thing being that, so um, I think pretty short Steph Curry's mom, who was like the matriarch of the family or whatever. And I thought it was interesting because at first I was a little put off because I felt like they were trying to paint this picture of, oh, she's figured everything out because she's been married to this baller for 30 years and she's just so good at balancing everything and, you know, everyone's needs and their wants. And I'm like, can we have like an honest and open conversation about how she got there? Because you don't just wake up That's and have true. a mastery of balancing the wants and the needs of everyone in your life. So that was when I came into it, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to really like this. But as they started to talk and as the conversation went into these other areas that I didn't expect, I actually found myself very engaged by the conversation oh. that they were having. And the thing that you mentioned was one of the things that I actually wrote in my notes, which was I found it very fascinating that. Aisha made that point about not feeling as desired from other people, people outside of her marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't take it the way apparently people in the blogosphere took it because that's human nature. Of course we want to be desired. And it's like, you may not actually be checking for people, but you want to know, right. You want to know that you are still putting out those pheromones to people and that people find you attractive. And I just thought that that was fascinating that she actually verbalized that, uh-huh. which actually made me um, think about her a little bit differently because in the past I'm like, why should I care about what she's talking about? You know um, <laughs> but they That's also so they also had an interesting conversation so about and so <laughs> about being biracial because I think at least three of the women at the table of I mean they all look real by something like the and the mom the mom's biracial the mom or said that, why Aisha gonna play the mom and say from the back she don't look like she's a Color. No, they, she said you can't tell. I she said, said from the back. Ooh, she don't got no bag. She got no bag. No, I think she was talking about her hair, though. Like, no, I don't back. know, bitch. Because I was like, I that, how I took that was that she don't got no, no body. I don't think she meant that. But Aisha apparently is not one hundred percent black. And um, then the the daughter and then the yes. girlfriend of the other right. Curry that's in basketball, the middle brothers, and then fiance now apparently yeah, they're engaged. Too many. She's biracial, so they had this interesting conversation, and that's where the whole idea of like you know not feeling like you really belong to one or the other came up because that was Aisha's journey. Not the others didn't say that, but. Aisha specifically said she that said when she moved from Canada, she didn't feel that way. When right. She moved to Can- down when to she was in Canada, South she Carolina, didn't feel that way. when she was 14, right. then she started realizing, or it was like in her early teens. Right. When she came she to the realized. States, that's when she had to deal with this whole idea of racism, racism, which I find it really hard to believe that there's no racism in Canada, but I, she's one person. So I guess wherever she was in Canada, it wasn't an issue. Girl, I but... think she was in Toronto. You know, Toronto be lit. Okay, <laughs> these streets. But when she Toronto got... was on my bucket list because I needed to see what the people was doing. <laughs> but when she got down here, it's that's... not on your. It's not on your bucket it's, list. It's not. When um... she got down here, that's when she, you know, started to feel like she didn't fit in, which is it's it's a story that we've heard so many times. Mariah Carey tells that story. She says she tells that story and tells it in her music and told it in glitter. She says it convenient. Your favorite movie that, that you think should have won an Oscar. <laughs> and she had lots of Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. On that note, I think it's time for us to take a break. So Ooh, bitch. That's that's pivot to our new sponsor, bitch. Yes, girl. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Most of us would agree that the Battle of the Bulge can be a real bitch. So we've decided to partner with HitLab right here in West Seattle. That's High Intensity Interval Training. It's the workout you've been looking for in a great location 
With the community feel and warmth, some of the fruit-inspired chains simply cannot offer. And if you're wondering where to find them, just find them on the internet at hitlab.com. That's H-I-I-T lab, L-A-B dot com. And if you're here in Seattle, guess what? We got you an offer. That is $7 for one week. That's $1 a day for unlimited classes for you new users. That sounds like an awesome deal. So we'd love to see you there. So we're not the only one sweating out our blowouts in the interest of health and wellness. Now, let's get back into the show. And we're back. Hi, everyone. I'm. Oh, uh-uh. That's how you was doing, no, bitch. No. You was giving the most. You know what? You are really rude. <laughs> you were looking at me like I'm a pod person because I'm in a exceptionally oddly good mood. I don't know, bitch. I need to go for I a am walk. a little up. I don't know. I think maybe because normally we drink the brown during and, our recording. And you're drinking the Caucasian. And I'm drinking the clear because I'm being a skinny bitch. Okay? I am playing the role of Caucasity. Right now, because uh-huh. I need to get down to a certain weight. Well, speaking so, of race. So, bitch, don't try to cut me off, okay? I'm doing vodka and <laughs> LaCroix. Not even vodka soda. <laughs> vodka LaCroix. Because, That's awesome, you know, Caucasian woman. Betty shit. <laughs> that, you can call him Rebecca. That's like the pumpkin spice latte of cocktail. And then he said, <laughs> let me break a clementine into it. Because I want to give them real fruit. <laughs> Well, speaking of diversity in their oh cock, in their drinks, Off-White is in the press recently because Virgil decided to have Christmas in April while he was overseas in um, Italy uh, at one of his factories and designers were there and he did one on his Instagram and posted a bunch of videos and let's just say there was no one of color and... It sparked a lot of controversy because Virgil, if you don't know, he is of color. He actually is one of Kanye West's, you know, prodigies, if if you will. He used to work at Yeezy. Um, he now works at Louis Vuitton. He has his own famous line, Off White. That's an interesting um, career arc. But go it on. really is, and so there's all this controversy around it. People were dragging him. And while all of this is happening over the weekend, an individual by the name of Nikki, the real story in all of this, Nikki Chulo, who is a graphic designer who has helped create album covers for household names, including Cardi B, decided to come up with this new graphic that um, Ray, you know, part, you know, jumped on. Uh, And what does the T-shirt say, babe? it? It says off black. So it's in reference to <laughs> obviously this controversy. And yes. I think what we have to remind ourselves is as Virgil is a person of color working for a big design house like Louis Vuitton and having his own um his own line, you know, there's some sort of there's some um level of responsibility he has around hiring diversity because there isn't a lot of diversity in the industry he's he's a powerhouse in. Um, so this this graphic designer calls him out, and he decided to create a t-shirt, graphic t-shirt, similar to, you know, the whole idea of off-white, but saying it says off-black, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that even if, in, in some quote, he had an interview, he, he also actually is a part of Trap Karaoke, which I found very interesting. Virgil is? No, this guy, Nikki. Oh, yeah, I did designer. notice that because I follow him now uh-huh. on Instagram. Uh, excuse me. Well, he also said that he, he says that although 
Virgil might just be the face of the brand, he has a responsibility to speak up on behalf of diversity. He said that people that have gone into his DM messages and have used the hashtag hashtag diversity off white or off off black or whatever, um, he has uh, Virgil has blocked them. He said he thinks it, it is dismissive and irresponsible. You have a platform, and we want answers to a particular question, and why not give it give it give us them? So there has been a statement from Virgil's camp around the the backlash, saying that this was only the Italian designers, that there is diversity amongst their team, and that you know this is something that Virgil is takes very um, personal passion behind, and I just want to say like where are the receipts? Like a, a statement is Amen. fine, but like that's my question. Show me receipts. Yeah. Like use this way, and what I have to remind everyone right now in this fashion industry is that what's happening right now in the fashion industry is people are holding mirrors up to big established brands, right. like Gucci, right. Burberry, pr- like. Prada and it's a way over there. And Gucci, these are all big brands. Yes, you that, said Gucci twice. Sorry, That's girl. Gucci man. <laughs> um, but like they're doing this, and I feel like this is a missed opportunity for Virgil to lean in and say yes. In the video, there wasn't a lot of diversity, but he, let me introduce you to the diverse talent I have on my team, and go on some media storm on your Instagram and each day post a designer and a short story who they are like use this as a way to show not just say and then also Nikki is in these streets capitalizing on your foolishness Ray was so excited about it he bought it the same day he sold it well I mean so in the capital that he would be actually gaining at this point would be more social capital because it's my understanding that the proceeds from the t-shirt is actually or are actually going going, back to a collective uh yeah so it's not actually going into like his wallet or his bank account um probably more than just like whatever his production costs are um because the whole point of it is you know there are black people who are out here who you know have companies and entities that are diverse that we need to support um and it's it's really interesting because i feel like i I can see both sides of it to a certain extent because i'm like okay you have Virgil, who is a huge name now in this very whitewashed industry. It is. And then, and honestly, because he has what he has, there is this obligation that he, not obligation, but there is this sense of responsibility that we pass on to him for being to reach the back. token to reach back. Right. Because no, for sure. Someone reached back for him. Right. So, you know, reach back for others. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, and to your point about receipts, it's like, okay, well, where are the social media posts where you have people of color exactly. who are more um, That's what I'm saying, that he well could represented into this and he could right. have a post every day. Right. It's like, you know, either it is or isn't. And with us not having a receipt to show that there's more diversity, what I have to assume is that there is a lack of diversity, not just over in Italy, but also on whatever the design team is here in the States. And that is um, really disappointing, you know, just because, um, you know, and it's, it's unfair to a certain extent 
because well, that's unfair. I would say because when you're a person of color, it's just expected that you will reach back. Whereas when you have these design houses that have been operating for hundreds of years that are getting a huge black wallet share, <clears throat> Gucci, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Where it's not as expected. Water? It's not as expected for those particular but brands it, to do the same are. thing. Now it's expected. I don't know yeah. that it's expected for them to 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 really show that they have diversity. I mean, Only building, time they're building diversity programs to. To, yeah, after they've come under controversy. But, you know, at the end of the day, they built something. They responded, and they are giving back. Right, after there's been controversy. Yeah, but, they, but you have to just celebrate what they're doing. Do, I have, do we have to celebrate? Yes. What I think you should, because okay. I think we all should, because ultimately we held them accountable, and they reacted, and now we are going to have little Virgils in these streets at Burberry or Prada. Right. Or but the point Gucci. that I'm making is that, so in the case of a Gucci, they didn't have to do anything until it became a problem. Whereas Virgil is expected to do something from the onset. Yeah. That, just that's because not, he's, that's back. not fair. So that's why I'm saying that it's, he's being held to a different standard, but it's to be expected, but we should hold be- everyone to the same standard because he is a person of color and he is in a position of immense power and he has that ability to make those types of decisions. Also, so, what's funny is Virgil is actually just a graphic designer that got glorified. Uh-oh, he's not classically uh-oh, trained. Uh-oh. And he's just in these streets playing in Adobe. So mm-mm, anyway, I'm mm-mm. not, a, I'm not the biggest fan of Virgil. Oh shit. I'm not. <laughs> I think that the movement he's created has been cool, but like I, okay, you know, I'm not, his designs aren't like, earth shattering right i mean it's a lot of words with it's graphics ex- it's it's words with he's a uh, trained graphic designer it's words with quotation marks <laughs> so uh, i mean i'm not gonna lie though i've, I've seen off white pieces that are cute but speaking of know, quotation marks no speaking of not a big fan um so it's been recently revealed that kim kardashian west whatever the fuck her name is that AKW. she she actually is making or can make, I don't think is making is, is a, uh, an accurate assessment, but has been known to make between 300 and $500,000 per Instagram post. Mm. So there were legal documents that um, her lawyers filed in a lawsuit where she actually has um, a suit that she's filed against a company um, misguided. That apparently had used it's like a fast fashion shit, right? And they had used, like, I guess, her but... likeness without her permission. And she sued them. She's suing them for five million dollars. And... She's not suing Fashion Nova. <laughs> and what she's uh, using okay. as the reasoning behind that large dollar amount is the fact that she often turns down brands that she doesn't want to be associated with, and that the potential windfall for her. Per Instagram post is between three and five hundred thousand dollars. You know what, Kim Kardashian? Everything with you is tied to money. You know, it really irritates. Well, the not fuck lately. Out of me. Yeah, yes, lately <laughs> because she decided to, she's rebranding. She's rebranding, but I don't know if you saw this shit. Uh-oh, but what she is? It was it was in the headline saying that like in the last ninety days, she secretly has helped. Like 17, 17 people, yeah, I saw people that. get out of jail, and then hours later, there's a press release that Oxygen picked up a two hour documentary about what she's doing for <laughs> prison reform, of course. They so, did. ultimately, what's that? A paycheck. So, Kim Kardashian, 
everything with you is tied to money. Everything you do, even it just feels inauthentic. It doesn't feel genuine. You get you want to be a lawyer because you're trying to be like your father, and ultimately you will never be your father. You are nothing but a hoe. Oh no! Getting fucked on a sex Not, tape. Oh no! That turned into you know my size Barbie for your good good girlfriend Kim um, Kanye West, oh. and ultimately at the end of the day, to tie up my rant with a bow is. You're, I love that you're focusing on prison reform because, yes, there's okay, issues. Okay, I was, I was going to ask. However, comma, mm-hmm. you living at home with someone that is mentally unstable and you are not talking about mental health. So how about them Cheerios with no milk? So, I mean, maybe mental health is a little too close to home for her. Mm-hmm. So it's not the um, the cause that she wants to pick up. Oh, uh, Okay. Because, you know, again, she lives with someone who has mental illness. Bless you. Thank you. Blessed to be the, the sneeze out my nose. <laughs> so my question for you then would be, does it, okay, wait, how I'm do waiting. I want to word this? I'm waiting for the question. Okay, so. Because you know. <laughs> ju- does her being an attention whore. Yes. Because that's what she is. You know, I'm not, and I'm not saying that she's like an actual whore, which you already said that, but. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that she's an attention whore, that she likes attention. She loves money. She loves material things. But does the fact that she's an attention whore who also has some philanthropic tendencies do it behind (laughs) closed doors? Okay, so for you, it would mean more if she did it. Not you think that you headline. think that other you think that Oprah isn't doing things that we don't know about? You think that Prince didn't do things that we didn't know about? Prince did a ton of things we found out after you, he died. Exactly. You think that people celebrities that have Beyonce isn't doing things that we don't know about? Mm. You, there, there are so many things that are happening. You chose and you continue to choose to give us content to make us want more, and I don't want it anymore. <laughs> well. I mean, tell us how you really feel, mm. Jay. Mm. <laughs> so it will be interesting to see how this all shakes out. Um, I think, again, it's it's so interesting because... Like, how are you going to push eyeliner and then also push out prison reform in the same two posts? <laughs> it's just interesting because... You think the people buying eyeliner really care? Do you think that you ultimately have acquired the audience to actually want to listen to what you have to say? Right, but if she's already hooked, you know, 50 million people with the eyeliner, mm-hmm. and then okay. she, she you know, then, okay, then you know and then bitch? she, like, slides in there with a prison How about you do this, bitch? How about you do a GoFundMe for all these people you've taken out of jail and see if your, um, see if your good, good followers that buy in the eyeliner is going to donate? <laughs> I do think that... Again, two things can be true at the same time. I'm still not anywhere near being a Kim Kardashian fan, uh, but I would. I she looked like a roach at the Met Gala. Oh, that was a stupid outfit with the t- the, the water drops and then or whatever. Kim Kardashian. I mean, and her hair was wet. Then Kanye West was wearing dickies. He looked to the ridiculous. Met Gala. He looked ridiculous. Ciao. Yeah, because that's camp. Um, but I yeah, think dude. that for me personally, that's I would pain. rather see her doing something like this. And bringing attention to something like this rather than, you know, her on Instagram with a Chanel thong on her titties. I think what really bothered me from the beginning with this is that when she was on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, she said that she decided to go shopping less and invest the money that she would do on shopping sprees to help people get out of prison. That is the ultimate level of privilege. She did say that. Huh? 
No, I remember when she said that. That is the ultimate level of privilege. And you ultimately need to just put that waist trainer on, go to the park <laughs> with your kids, do Sunday Kanye West service, you know, <laughs> post the Chanel titty pictures. Oh my God. And the go Chanel, to bed. The Chanel titty pictures. And on that note, <laughs> I think it's time for us to move on to shuffle and repeat. Bum bum. So um, we've got two items this week. One is a single and one is an album. Yes, ma'am. What's the a single bitch? first being Ms. Fantasia Barino is back with a little ditty called Enough Ooh. that I love. So, Me too, and it's our first release as an independent artist. It is, and I love it, and it begins with this very kind of Michael Jackson-ish. Uh, um, yeah, it's, oh, not quite, but, uh, oh, bitch, you sound like you're in distress. I'm getting embarrassed, Are you okay? Bitch. Okay. So there's this um, harmony riff that happens in the beginning, and then it goes right into this kind of Prince-ish guitar that kicks in. With the first verse. And I have to say, I can't wait for this album. Fantasia, all of Fantasia's albums have been really good. Um, the last one wasn't as good as the one before it. But lead, I feel like, like she's me, very consistent. Which leads me to believe, like, when I was, like, I was, I've been listening to this song since it was released. My first time watching the video, I was like, eh, I don't know if this is the Fantasia first single I needed. The The visual was, like, a little... Itchy, itchy, gaga, mocha, mocha, chocolata. Which did you just eat that? I don't know what that is. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, after listening to it for almost a week, I was like, okay, this is good. Like, I'm here for it. Um, and I think that the last album, when I think about it, and like she did this whole rock soul rollout, this last, the last album, um, which was in 2016, um, and the I rock soul f- thing is like her brand, though. But I feel Overall, like Rock Soul was initially rolled out the last album. And that last album was Nobody's Rock, Only Soul. And I feel like what might have been the straw that broke the camel's back is that she then the following year released a Christmas album, I believe, to get her out of contract. Mm, yeah. And then point. this new song is very much so rock soul yeah for sure so i feel like we're gonna get the album we should have got last time okay in my belief that's fair i mean it has pretty standard lyrics i mean you know so hard to let you go baby that's how i know it's real love you know things like that but i have to say that you know um sonically it is definitely a bop for me so i would suggest that you stream it well speaking of a bop Ray and I discovered a group called Tank and the Bangas on Tiny Little Desks last year, and we were mesmerized. Uh, Ray was in these in this dining room. I listened to them before that. You were doing something in the dining room, and I was like, <laughs> I'm going to put this on. And I was like, Yeah, no, I was listening like, to them what before is that. This? Well, they released a new album called The Green Balloon, and it is, it's been six years since their last album. Um, and. This group is led by Tank, who is um, the love child of a rich, you know, she's, the group is, I'm sorry, the love child of the rich New Orleans music scene. Um, There's elements of spoken word. Their first album, Think Tank, showcased their ability to blend jazz, funk, soul, hip-hop, spoken word, and ultimately their weirdness, and Green Balloon continues that. It's a testament to really the talent of Tank, um... Her vocals are, you know, 
amazing. And what I love about her voice is that there's these soft whispers in songs like Ants and Mr. Lion and then the spoken word and Lazy Days. Um, but also, like, she just has this big voice when she sings out um, in, like, space things, spaceships, rather. So a few songs that I like on the album are Spaceships, Nice Things, Dope Black Chicks. Um, I think that if you really want to fall in love with them, you should watch their Tiny Desk. Um, Agreed. And there's a song called Quick. Uh, it was from their first record. They performed it live on Tiny Desk. There's, It's just, it gets... It's it's amazing live. Um, but what were your favorite songs, Ray? So I mean, because we share a brain sometimes. Spaceships, nice things. I like. I don't get high. Um, I think nice things is a song that they performed on late uh-huh. night. Yeah. Um, which the thing. So to give credit, um, Teriana is Tank's real name. So it's Teriana Ball. Um, and there's so many people in this band. Yeah. Joshua Johnson on drums. Norman. Spence. Norman Spence is Chris Spence. Hey, Chris. Oh, okay. On has bass. His, has his, I think, his brother. Okay. Jonathan Johnson, also on bass, apparently. Meryl Burkett on keyboard. Joe Johnson on keyboard. Angelica Jelly Joseph and Kayla Buggage. On background vocals, Albert Allenback on alto saxophone. The very and diverse flute. group. And Etienne Stoufflé on Ooh, tenor not saxophone. Not a souffle. Um, so, you know, it's a band. It's very interesting. It's very eclectic. They're weird, but they like, are out there. They're weird in the most, in the most, um, celebratory way. Cause the one song that caught my ear was the Walmart one, one? was the Walmart one yes. where she's essentially, it's like a, I don't know if it's a simile or I think it's probably a simile where she's equating basically, um, their relationship or, um, him to like a damaged item at Walmart that she mm-hmm. bought, even though she knew it was damaged and she knew it would not um, give her what she needed. Ultimately, she bought that shit anyway. And I just thought it was so inventive when I heard it. I was like, okay, I'm really into this. And I say that the new album is also kind of out there. There are lots of influences, a lot more trap music, I would yeah. say on this new album, which I'm not mad at. Um, but I would say for sure that, you know, if you're into R&B that um, trends or skews a little more alternative than the standard, I would say that um, Tank in the Bangas Green Balloon is the album for you. It is, bitch. Yes. That is shuffle and repeat. Boom, boom. Tum, tum. Goom, goom. So we've got two possible. No, we're going to just choose one. Topics Our is bitch. that we can talk about. So maybe I'll let you choose. This bottle of wine is about to be finished. Wait a second. Bitch, no wonder why you're. Okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I've been there. I've been there, but it's good. You're okay. I'm drinking water. Are you? All right. So <laughs> what had happened was, oh, you are. That's cute. Um, there are two stupid ass bitch stories. Do the in, first one involving black folk. Wait, let's see. The one being do, the black student that was robbed. Do of the her second one. Sal- salutatorian honor. And then the second is the controversy related to the Olympic runner. You do whatever one you think, bitch. Um, all right, so we'll go with the Olympic runner. So you may or may not be familiar with Caster Semenya. She is actually an South African runner. She has, I believe, two Olympic medals. And um, apparently 
she also um, has um, a condition where her body actually produces more testosterone than the average Uh. woman. So apparently there's been a lot of talk about her over the years. In 2009, I think when she started her career, she had um, been asked to submit to some type of a blood test to prove that she was a woman. Oh, you know what? So, I mean, that sets the stage for this story where because of her condition where her body is producing more testosterone than the average woman, um, whatever the um, Olympic body is that makes decisions, Uh um, I think it's the IAAF, which is the International Association of Athletics Federations, actually has made a decision saying that she and any woman who has a certain amount of testosterone in their blood know that they will need to use blockers. So they'll need to use hormone blockers in order to be allowed to compete in certain events. Because they're saying that their hormones, that these hormones that they're producing, this testosterone, gives them an unfair But it isn't like she's getting these shots. Like, this is who she it's is. It's natural in her body. So, so and what? So, it, it gets, I mean, it, it gets very interesting because... In their decision, what they said was discrimination is a, and I'm I'm sorry, let me say, quote, discrimination is a necessary, reasonable, and proportionate means of achieving the IAAF's aim of preserving the integrity of female athletics. Discrimination. Discrimination. Oh. So okay. it's it's created a firestorm within the actual. That makes athletic me wonder: community. Do I need to watch the fucking Olympics? Because <laughs> low key, I'm like, I, I already don't. So I mean, it's pretty crazy when you think about it. What a lot of people have actually pointed out is that good old white boy Michael Phelps also has a hormonal oh he produces more females no bitch no and i and actually i'm sorry i said hormonal but um it i don't don't think it's a hormone it's lactic acid so apparently there's several apparently there are several different advantages that michael phelps actually has like one is his wings (laughs) yes the white privilege being number one (laughs) and then number two on the list i guess is being his abnormally wide wingspan oh i don't know about there's that. there's also Does something he have the billy porter wingspan <laughs> from the <laughs> no, met gala yeah maybe and then Let there's also something going on with his ankles that allows That's him because he puts his marijuana down there to the flex his ankles in a way that most people cannot which is which gives him an advantage but the thing that gives him the biggest advantage as far as internally is concerned is that apparently he produces just half the lactic acid of a typical athlete. What's a lac- What's lactic and acid? And since lactic acid causes fatigue, he's simply better equipped biologically to excel at his sport because uh-huh. he doesn't get run down as easily as the as a normal person does because lactic acid is building up and causes people to well, be Well, bitch, I must a have a point. gallon of lactic acid in my body because <laughs> I can't even get up oh the stairs God. without breathing hard. You must. And, but what they, what the, a lot of the... Um, bitch, if I must, you must have a whole motherfucking no, bitch, carton. No, I don't. I don't get tired like that and I will push through. But anyway, Uh-oh. so I digress. Um, in a dress. In a dress. Oh, oh, yes. It's, it's been merch. a topic. No, but merch. 
Oh, that's cute. Anyway, um, so but when this all came out, and I, I'm not sure exactly when this came out, but apparently people were saying, "Oh, it's so great that he has this advantage. It's amazing. Like, you know, it's just so natural for him to you know why Cause be able to American. do this." And and he's white and he's male. And this poor woman who, you know, people have said things like she's intersex. She's not really a female. Um, you know, it's it, it runs the gamut. I swear if you if Google it, has, you'll be shocked. Like how intersection intersex does not mean that she has both genitalia. No, they mean on a genetic level. Like intersex, so they're they're acknowledging intersection, intersex, intersexuality, intersectionality, right? Intersexuality, intersexuality is a which thing. actually opens up an interesting dialogue, or at least it should open up an interesting dialogue about this whole idea of us having male and female sports. Because if you have someone who you know, lots of people are on a spectrum or a scale. And it's like... Did you know what they should do one year for the Olympics? Let the women run against the men and see who wins. <laughs> in most cases, the men are going to win. But, in, like, who who said? <laughs> I mean, it will be a very interesting thing to watch. That's for you sure. You know, like, who said? Like, why? why? Like, why are sports gendered? You know, like... But uh, they're gendered because of genetics. And that's know. the question where it's like when you have someone who doesn't fit into your genetic So then box, should you get should you go to the doctor to get your DNA tested to see what sport you should be playing and what team you should be on? And that's the other question where they're saying, well, what does this mean? Will this now mean that other sports will be opened up to this type of scrutiny? They need it needs to be. Do you think so? I think we shouldn't let this the woman from South Africa be the only. I personally, in my personal opinion, think that. It's a genetic thing. Just let it be. And just let it be. That's the way I feel about it. Because now you've opened this woman up to a level of scrutiny that feels extremely unfair. It feels extremely archaic. And ultimately, if it's something, it's not like she's doping. It's not like she's actually taking testosterone. If it's something that's in her body that's being produced and here, you know, by your own rules, she is on her birth certificate a a female, then you just need to let that shit go because it's not cool. And don't praise one. Don't praise the white boy, you know, who I shouldn't call him a boy, but don't praise the white guy. For, you know, what's going on inside his body and then damn the black woman for the same thing. Child, well, that's isn't that America? It is. It really, truly is. But I mean, we're not even talking about America here. This is an international body. But yeah, I'm sure America got there. Which gives you an idea that, you know, when we think that racism is just a thing that's here. You know what I mean? You know, not to call Aisha Curry out again, but. When she says, oh, when I was in Canada, things were fine. And when I moved to America, that's when I had a problem. It's like America's not. The but in only this case, place. it's also gender. Yeah. So, no, but it also has to do with race. I feel like 100%. Part of it, yes. 100%. It's, it's, it has to do it's with rooted race. in gender. It's both. Again, okay. both things are true. It can be true at the same time, just like this liquor <laughs> and this wine can be fine at the same time. Yes, poet. All right, so we're going to wrap it up with a good happy ending are uh, as we do every week 
Um, but I'm gonna let you start first, Ray. No, girl, I don't have one. That's fine. I do. My happy ending. <laughs> Go for is it, bitch. Go for two it. Two words, and it's a two nice. words that I have tried to ultimately um, apply to my life. And um, what are those two words, bitch? Before I get there, we actually have been toying around with changing the last segment of each show. Um, which we may do in the upcoming episodes. The new year. Okay. Um, but my two words are be still. New year who does? Be still. Those two words are really important because I feel like we as individ- as just humans, um, at least speaking for myself, like I always find things, find people, find uh, events, things to do. Um, and starting in January, my, um, new New year's resolution was to be more present, which transformed into being still and being okay, disconnecting and just being still. So apply that to your life, you know, turn off your phone, turn off the TV, turn off the radio, have a conversation. Oh my God. The accordion of headphones. Whatever works, just be still. Ray, what's your two words? <laughs> Goodbye. No, no, no. Oh, my. <laughs> no, I think that there is total value in what you're saying, um, especially just because in... Oh, doodle doodle. <laughs> you are definitely drunk. In 2019, it's so easy to get caught up in technology and for things to just get away from you you don't have a moment to take a beat and i think that being still is extremely important it's so so true but don't be so still that you're not streaming this pod okay bitch okay we love where can they find us they can find us you can find us anywhere you find your podcasts except for iHeartRadio. we're working on that where can you find us iTunes, iTunes, Spotify, Spotify Stitcher, um, SoundCloud. Yes, definitely SoundCloud. Um, everywhere that you find your pods, if you, we're there. If you are confused to where to find us, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And, and we said, love he it. He said Todd. We also have a link there where you can see all things happening, where you can find us. You'll see where our events will be. You'll see where our episodes will be. You'll see our tomfoolery that happens every week. Um, we also love engagement. So if you've got something that you think we should talk about, if you want to give us feedback about things that we've already talked about, please engage with us and we will respond. Child, yes, we will. Because I'll be in these streets ready. Okay. <laughs> oh, just, I just you. Say, just you. You be in these streets I mean, ready. I, I, I'm constantly on Instagram. Okay. I can't speak yes. about your life. <laughs> that's your life that's real cute but i want to say thank you so much so for cute. listening we are really 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 mm. grateful mm. for we are the totally. how many episodes has it been babe 40 i don't know 40 i mean 40 with, with with like special episodes 50 maybe 51. we've had we've actually had 47 respectful full episodes <laughs> Um, there has been some, child, some stepchildren that we've had and released. They're not stepchildren, um, but they 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 are our children still. Okay. Um, ultimately, we are so grateful. Ten thousand episode, ten thousand listens rather, is not an easy feat, and to have it happen in less than a year is we're grateful. So thank you so much. Yes, we appreciate you, all of you. Please continue to tell your friends, tell your family, and we want to see you at Bingo on the 29th of May. 
And for sure, at our Shuffle and Repeat, our first party that we're hosting as a pod, it is our first anniversary at Barsu on June 7th. Hmm. So, hmm. I mean, I think that's it. Oh, that's what is good. Do we have anything else? Bye, Felicia. <laughs> have a great week, guys. And gals. And everyone in between. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be right back.